with your boy Vince Pats. The live is five minutes in podcast radio. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your man, Vince Pats, in the building for the podcast. One voice, one mic. What's going on with y'all, baby? You feel me? We back and we doing what we do. You can catch my show on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Breaker, and um, a host of other platforms as well. So listen, I got some projects coming up in the next couple of weeks. Actually, probably within the next two weeks. So be on the lookout for that. They're going to be dope. I promise you uh, some live interview action going on right now. A lot of things going on in this news out here. Let's talk about it. Candace Owens. Listen, Black Lives Matter movement, All Lives Matter movement. Let me just touch on these three for a second. George Floyd's brother laid down a heart-wrenching speech um, in front of Congress, in front of the Senate, in front of the Senate committee, and uh, it was dope. You know what I'm saying? Even for him to have the strength after everything that his family has been living with and going through, and um, I, I definitely got to say hats off to him, man. Hats off to that family for their strength and perseverance, you know? And, and it was crazy because at the eulogy when his daughter said, when has America ever been great? You know who? You got to be, man, listen, man. Like I always say, well, always be careful what comes out of the mouths of babies. You know what I'm saying? And you know, the Bible even says that. Uh, man, all lives matter. Black lives matter. So listen, Constant debate keeps going on about all lives matter and black lives matter. Let's be clear about something. We know all lives matter. Let's, that, that, that is something dealing with, a, with the human race. All right, let's break it down for what it is. All lives matter is discussing the human race. But this is not a human race uh, problem that's going on right now. Not everyone in the human race is is. Uh, affected by the fact that black people or black males are constantly being killed by the police. Okay. No one around the world is experiencing this as much as we do. Okay. It's been proven. It's been shown in every nation throughout the world that have supported black lives matter here in America. Cause now CNN and W and uh, uh, MSNBC are covering places around the world that are talking about deaths of black males or black people period that are going uncontested by white officers. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm just saying, you know, I don't have no issue with everyone wanting to include or just say all lives matter, which is fine. But like I said, it's not all lives that are being affected. It's only the rights, the the way of living of black people here in America and possibly around the world. Okay, because like I said, Black Lives Matter is not just about um, the murdering of black people. It's about the treatment of black people ever since slavery ended here in the United States. You feel what I'm saying? So it's not affecting all lives. So like, I won't say it's an all lives matter movement. It is a black lives matter movement. And I'm sorry if some of you people out there can't really get with that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Black and brown people have been dying by the bus, by the trunk loads. You know what I'm saying? For years and years and years. And here we are at the cusp of this movement. Yeah, you all saying, oh, well, all lives matter. No. 
it's not all lives that are being killed. It is black lives that's being killed. So that's just my spiel on that. We can go into that. You want to talk more about it, debate more about it. I don't see why we even have to debate about it because it's already evident. So, you know, just uh, just yo, just just be careful with the wording of what you're trying to include, man. And, and, and it's not saying that we shouldn't fight for the humanistic issue for the human race. But, yo, until everyone gets affected by what black people have been being affected by for the last 400 years, then you can say it's all lives matter. But until then, if you want to support the cause because it's black lives matter, then do so. Because let me know, I don't know the last person, that any, the last white person who rights have been violated the way that ours has. It's clearly a big disparity. Okay, so we can chop that up. We're going to talk about that some other time. It's part of the project that I got going on right now. You know, and I want to, just want to say this too. Thank you, God, for allowing me every day to be able to have the thought process, the process, the things that I'm saying and wanting to relate to the people. So I, I got to always give my thanks to God for everything that I'm doing, because this is not this is not because of me. This is not of me. This is because of my creator above. So I always got to give shout outs to that. All right. So let me keep on going with this real quick. Candace Owens. You know, it's interesting how, you know, the media wins. The, I mean, the Internet always finds a way to come across information. So we have a picture with Candace Owens standing with the NAACP when the NAACP came to her aid uh, at 17. Now, before I go deep into that right there, I'm definitely going to look that up. OK, because I want to make sure before I really get into that right there uh, to talk about uh, Candace Owens and the position that she is taking. I want to be sure that that picture and that is an actual factual thing that has happened. But other than that, do I have a problem with Candace Owens? I don't have a deep problem with Candace Owens. I think that the sister is fire. I think she's fierce. I think that she has some valid points in what she in, in some of the things that she does say. I just think that a lot of her information that she gives, um, I don't know how she's basing and coming to these decisions on. I don't know if it's just a fact-based thing or if this is her true belief. I have no idea. I, I really would like to get into the mind of Candace Owens at some point. Um, I don't know if she is, if she's wave riding. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what she's doing. Um, but at the end of the day, Candace Owens is definitely, has, has definitely, and is definitely making some noise and definitely raising some eyebrows in the black community. And honestly, whether you know it or not, you know, even though she is a outright super Trump supporter, but she still probably hasn't recognized yet is that you may be playing in the game, but you're not in the game. So, Yo, listen, man, shout outs to you, Candace. Oh, you know, always got to give a shout outs to my sisters and my brothers. Whether I like what you're doing or not, yo, is what it is. So today, man, I want to talk about a couple of things with y'all real quick, you know what I mean? Because, you know, here we are in, in the midst of this and we're trying to make an economic shift and we're talking about let's bring back the whole uh, Black Wall Street mentality. There's a couple of things I believe that needs to happen before we do that, especially for, for businesses that are already existing in the black community. So let's talk about it real quick. I have three things that I would like to talk about, okay? The first thing I want to talk about is uh, some better business practices. I want to talk about help changing your view. 
Help changing your view. View means vested in every way. Sometimes, man, we get we get into projects or businesses uh, or situations that we want to be involved and committed to, but our view is so crazy of it that it's all over the place. Or we think that you know we have to think inside of this box and we just stay there and we like we're, we're horse blinders or we're just looking straight ahead. Okay, that's great. Um, but you still have to have a view that is 360. There'll be a moment where you have to keep your mind straight ahead, especially in the beginning stages, you know, of, of putting your business down of the things that you have to get in order. But when you are, when you are up and running and you see yourself not plateauing or you don't see yourself going up and you're still going straight across and dipping down and coming back up, leveling out, you know what I'm saying? And not fully raising your level of expectation of yourself or even your results. You know what I'm saying? You, it's possible that your view of your business has to change. So here's a couple of things I want to talk to you guys about. I want to talk to you about hiring. I want to talk to you about uh, managing the win, right? But within managing the win, I want to talk to you about what I call PCT, okay? Planning, communication, and training, all right? Now, and the last thing I want to talk to you about is following up. All right. Now you think I can't fit all this in about a 15 minute podcast, but I'm about to show you how this happens. So let's talk about hiring for a second. A lot of the problems that we create in, in, in our businesses, the fact that we do not use the phone interview technique, the phone interview technique is very, it needs to be very clear in your phone interview, uh, techniques that you need to, that you need to have, and you definitely need to do practice this. Okay. You can eliminate over 50%. I have a cold today. Sorry guys. You can eliminate over 50% of your headaches just in the phone interview. You have to be clear. You have to be clear on your company, who you are, what is your availability, the hours that are available, not your availability, what is the availability of the times of what you're looking for, the hours of your company, and the, the, the needs of your company. You talk about that in the very beginning of the, uh, the interview on the phone interview, I will guarantee you a lot of your issues will definitely fall to the wayside. So remember, be clear on the, on the business needs. And I will promise you, you will find, you will begin to find out whether the applicant that you're talking to is qualified or, or is willing to, uh, work around what the needs of the company are. You ask them who, when you set the interview up, Three questions that we should always ask. Ask who are you? You know what I mean? Make the interview comfortable without sitting there looking at a whole list of questions, about 15, 20 questions, and out of the 15, 20 questions, you're trying to decide which ones you need to ask them, right? Okay. <clears throat> so here we are. So you ask who you are. They should be able to sell themselves, selling points to you. They want to work for you, right? So you want to be able uh, uh, for them to sell your business. To, to move that business to the next level. But if they can't sell themselves, how are they going to sell you? Not saying that they're, they're, they're not good or they won't be able to find a place in the company, but what is your immediate need? You got to prioritize that need. Maybe that person that you're looking for at the bottom, you know what I'm saying, in, in this bottom area of your need, you know what I mean, is sitting in front of you and you can start plugging them in that way. You know what I mean? But you're not going to sit up here and interview somebody for a national sales position, okay? And they're a their their computer clerk or a uh, office manager or they're a, a mailroom person 
You know what I mean? You're not going to do that. So a lot of times we find ourselves putting people in positions that they're just not really qualified for. So just yet, not saying they can't get there. We can help raise them and train them up. But find out who they are. The next thing, what can you bring? You ask them, what can you bring to my business to help it move forward? A lot of people don't have forward thinking. A lot of people want to get into a, into a position and just stay in that one job. That's it. I teach people at my job where I work at, and I've been doing it for a long time. Let this job prepare you for your next job. Bottom line, period, point blank. Let this job prepare you for your next job. Okay. Forward thinking and, and, and with the forward thinking process and you're asking them, yo, what can you do to help move my business forward? A lot of times we don't have focus. You know what I mean? And, and if you do have a position for a person that wants to come into your company or to your, into your business and they just want to stay right there. And that is the kind of business that you have where there's no real ceiling for them to move up. And it's just for now you teach them as, as they go, your Lexus job prepare you for your next job. I don't expect you to be here long, but while you're here, I'm going to teach you to be the best that you can be. You feel what I'm saying? What can you bring to my business? But at the same time, I want to let you know, it's not just what can you bring to my business effectively, but what can I bring to you so you can become effective when you move on somewhere else, all right? Why should I hire you? The why is very important. You think the why and the who are the same thing, but the why is not the same thing as the who, all right? Why goes into a whole bunch of different areas. It opens up a lot of different doors. It's a big selling point. It's a door opener into a person's life, okay? Why do I need you? Why should I hire you? Why have you done this? Why have you done that? So when you get these applications with people that only have one job on there, they've been working, for, they've been alive for 15, 20 years, that's a, that's a red flag, okay? Unless you see that they've been at that one job for maybe 10 years. I mean, me, I only had four jobs in my life for real jobs in my life. So I don't move around from job to job like that. And, and that's great when you have an application or applicant that come through with one or two jobs and their resume reflects the same exact thing. But when you got a resume or application that got one job on it and they've been alive for God knows how long, and then you got a resume that shows they only been in a job for a year or less, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe even two years or less and, they, and they've been out here in the world or they got a two-page resume and all of it doesn't make sense because you're wondering, yo, why do you keep moving around from job to job? Yo, those are red flags. But we hire these people anyway because it's hard to find good people. And so, yo, it is true what they say. You're going to go through 10 people to find the one. You have to. But more importantly, as you get through the application process, you set the interview up, you want to make sure you call all references. Let me be clear. Even in the phone interview, you want to call those references. Okay, I'll call the personal reference, right, in the phone interview, after the phone interview, all right, because those people know that person, right, but when I get them to the interview and I say to them, you listen, I need three personal, I need three professional references, that's where the water gets money, well, I don't have any, why don't you have three professional references, don't you build relationships, these are things that are very critical and very important, man. I'm telling you. So let's talk about managing the win. But see, manage the win, you got to do what? Change your view. You have to understand you are vested in every way. Every way of your business, you got to be vested. You can't be afraid to bring aboard people that are smarter than you or smart as you. And you have some people that are just pinpointed to be creative in one area. And that's what you need because you lack in that area. You, you can't do it all. You feel what I'm saying? So stop trying to do it all. To improve your view, to improve your business, you have to understand, black people, you got to change the way that you're practicing it. So let's talk about managing the win real quick. Planning, communication, training, all right? PCT, 
three big winners, three big things that will tank your business. 25 years in the industry of food service, I've watched a lot of managers come and go. I have watched a lot of businesses come and go. But mind you, I only worked at two fast food restaurants. I've been in, in, in mega meetings and things of that nature. Even I, at one point, had issues with planning, communication, and training. And, and don't get me wrong, those are big areas. But you have to learn how to navigate through these areas and navigate with people uh, through these areas in order for you to get them to the positions, okay, that you need in your company for your company to win, for you to win, okay? Because without the people, you don't have no company. Without proper planning and preparation, you're not going to have a good, you're not going to have a good day, a good company. So how are you planning your days? How are you planning when you wake up in the morning? What are you doing first? You know what I'm saying? Usually what I do when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do, I get a push-up. I mean, I pray, and then I get a push-up in. You feel what I'm saying? So you got to make sure that you're planning. You got to know what you're going to do when you walk in the building. And out of all the things that you do, you may not be able to get to everything. But if you get the one thing and you complete it and you do it successfully and you do it well, you're fine. That's the one thing that you set out to do today. And you said, yo, listen, if I don't do everything today, I'm definitely going to make sure I do what? Get one thing done. Okay? But... The planning piece is very important. Communication. You got to have effective communication. If you're not a, communi a communicator and you are a business owner, entrepreneur, that there's there's a red flag for you. Okay? There's a red flag for you. And the red flag basically says that, yo, if I do not communicate effectively with my people, I'm going to have a major problem. So if you got to talk about somebody that's stealing, instead of coming across to them like, yo, you stealing my stuff. You know what I'm saying? You got to get out. You fired. No, that's not a way to do it. You feel what I'm saying? Effective communication starts from the top down, not from the bottom up. Always remember that. It starts from the top down, not from the bottom up. So if you are a communicator that's rude and disrespectful, nine times out of ten, the people that's under you are going to develop that same type of habit. You feel what I'm saying? When they're talking to customers and when they're even talking to other co-workers. I've watched it. I've seen it. Like I said, I have over 20 I have over twenty years in the business. You feel what I'm saying? Of managing people. So you're not managing personalities. You're managing behaviors. Okay? It's a behavior to want to plan to win. It's a behavior to communicate the win. And the last thing is training. Training is probably the most important piece. Lay out a training program for your company, no matter how big or how small. Okay. So if you have a small business, a lot of, a, a lot of my, my black folks, we have kitchens. Okay. You have to explain to, to people who are just coming into the business, the importance of hygiene. People say, well, I know, I know, I know, I know. A lot of people don't even know how to wash their hands properly. So we go by the 22nd rule. You feel what I'm saying? You should be able to say two rounds of happy birthday. But in the reality, if you really think about it, they can spend the extra 10 seconds getting under their nails as well. Okay, rubbing their hands briskly, you know, in between their fingers, under their nails, up to their forearms if they want to. You have to be able to explain why you want these, these procedures should be in place. Not just because of health department reasons, you have to stay in code, all right, of the things that you do, but more importantly, you want to make sure that you're, they're following a design and letting, especially when you got young kids who are just starting work, you want to make sure that they're following a blueprint on how to work because learning how to work is a discipline, okay, just like communication is, a, effective communication is a discipline, planning to win is a discipline managing to win is a discipline so when you when you have these training things in order no matter how big or no how, how small the business 
Okay, you have to understand that the most important part of the training, which is like 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 a uh, a it's an A and B. You got training, which is the main topic. Then you got A. A is the follow up. That is the teaching moments. Those are the moments where you want your people to be able to talk back to you about what they're learning. So if Lil Sally been at been been in uh, whatever job that you have your clothing store for the last two weeks and can't tell you effectively how to check in product and she has been doing she's been on the floor and everything for the last two weeks and she can't show you how to effectively check in product from looking at the invoice putting her hands on the um on the product counting the product to make sure that it's all there properly then there's a there's a break in your training because if you can't have someone uh uh, uh check product in how are you going to know that all your clothes are there or uh, how are you going to make sure you have a good inventory count what if one night you can't make the inventory count and sally has to be able to count the inventory and she doesn't know what she's looking at is she familiar with the product when you have people checking in your checking in your product, and then you follow up behind them when they check it in. Because if not, okay, then you will have a break in your training. Then you have to ask yourself, what what could I have done to make her training more effective? You dig what I'm saying? So listen, man, it's my time. You dig what I'm saying? It's your boy Vince Pass in the building. Like I said, black people, you know what I'm saying? We got to change our view. V-I-E-W. Vested in every way. But if you're vested in every way, you got to understand three things. P-C-T. Planning, communication, training. But out of all three of those, the most important thing is the, is the start at the end. It is the follow-up. Use it as a teaching moment. And hiring. Making sure that you have effective hiring practices. Do not be afraid to seek out help to help you become a better interviewer, okay? Don't be afraid. Ask those questions on the phone interview. Ask who you are. What can they do to, to, to help make your business more effective and moving forward? And ask the why. The why will lead to five more whys. After you get to them five more whys, you'll get to the core of the individual of why they either want to work for your company, why you should hire them, and they should be able to sell. Call all references. Call all the references. Okay, I don't care if you got to call a mama. Okay, remember, call your personal references first, then you call your business references. And the reason why you want to do it in that order because on the phone you're trying to get a you're trying to get a personality feel. You feel what I'm saying? Because when they get there, you want to be able to have an understanding of who they are. Business after that, you let them know I'm calling all your references. So when you come, I need three professionals. Make sure they get it, okay? Yo, listen, that's my time, man. It's your boy Vince Pass in the building for one voice, one mic. Okay, let's get it together. Black Lives Matter in the building. Shout out to everybody that's out there doing what they do. I love y'all. Catch y'all next time. Peace.